Get out, you nasty creature. Leave my island. Now! It is not right for me to help convey a man so deeply hated by the gods. You godforsaken thing. How dare you come here? Get out! <laughs> is that good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. everyone, welcome to Fire the Canon, the podcast where we read the books in the Western canon and decide if they belong or not. Our opinions are objective. I'm Jackie. I'm Rachel. And I'm Theo, the producer. All right, so when we last left off at the end of book nine, um, Odysseus and his men had just done a horrible thing to Polyphemus the Cyclops. A truly horrible, disgusting thing. But so he was re recounting that story to the Phaeacians um, in their palace. And now we're on book 10, The Winds and the Witch. And so he is continuing to tell the story of his journey, his odyssey, if you will. We will. Talks about how uh, he was given a bag of magic wind that would allow the ship to be spirited home, extra fast, double time, triple time. Wait, who gave him that? Aeolus, the guardian of the winds. When did that happen? Uh, yeah jackie (laughs) he tells the story of how they went to the island they left the cyclops's island and they went to the island of aeolus the king of winds Uh and that wind king gave them some bags of magical winds to speed them on their journey so is he a wind or is he a person who's the king of winds probably he's got the form of a human but who knows like is this another nestor lord of horses interlude that's what i'm wondering i mean you think about that hit 2002 era show the king of queens was was he a queen was he a king was he a king of queens i think he lived in queens we are so cursed that that show went off the air is it a bad show it sounded like you guys loved it i think it's pretty terrible probably no it's (laughs) not good i'm sorry kevin james i'm sorry kevin james uh, he was supposed to be the guest on our next segment oh (laughs) but he said he's not going to anymore but paul blart is great yeah paul blart mall Mall cop too yeah belongs in the western canon (laughs) maybe we'll read the script of pbmc2 (laughs) i'm sure there's a novelization yeah there's gotta be what i'm trying to say here is that odysseus fell asleep because he was like so we we see ithaca i can see the men tending the fire he keeps making so many mistakes the odyssey wouldn't be all that interesting if he didn't keep making mistakes i mean there could be other conflicts that aren't of his making would you call it hubris some of the mistakes are from hubris some of them are just he's dumb well yeah so they got so close to their homeland they could see it and then he fell asleep and his men were like you know what i'm tired of odysseus getting all the treasure how about we get some treasure huh how about us yeah let's see what's inside these bags yeah so they open up the bag and it blows them right back to the island where they got the bags Oh, so you can just get another. No, they're so mad. Well, that's what he says. He's like, hey, uh... Didn't you want to go home? What are you doing here? (laughs) You again. And he's like, blame my men. It's all their fault. And then that's where you get that lovely quote that Theo read at the beginning. And they say, just get out of here, you wretched creature. We're sick of you. (laughs) (laughs) Which it seems like it's such a big difference from they go there one time and everyone is so nice and so helpful. And then the next time they're like, fuck you. Get away. 
you'd think there would be something in the middle that's like, oh, you again? All right. Do you think at this point, Homer actually just sort of like forgot what happened next in the story, so he was just trying to stall for time? <laughs> He's like, oh, and then <laughs> they go back. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then they, they went back. <laughs> he was telling the story, and he's like, oh, yeah, so then they could see the fires of Ithaca, and the audience is like, okay, yeah, sure. He could see them not like not paying attention anymore. They thought it was over. They're closing their tabs. They're pa- packing up their backpack. He's like, but then, <laughs> then he goes right back where he started, and everyone <laughs> yelled at him. They, okay, they do, they meet some cannibal giants later. And a lot of them get eaten. And then finally they go to the island of Circe where they mostly get turned into pigs. Wait, is this all the same book? Yeah, this is still the same book. You know, it's funny. It's like, these are the scenes that I remember the most. I'm like, oh yeah, the sirens and Charybdis and all this stuff. And he just goes through them so freaking fast. He's like, so then this and this and this. So last book, some guys got eaten by a giant with one eye. A cyclops. (laughs) And then this time... They get eaten by more giants. Yeah, no, but get this. Two eyes. It's different. It's different. So he's just sort of going back again, right? Just more cyclical storytelling. Yeah, he's like, okay, one giant, one eye. What about 10 giants with two eyes? <laughs> Amongst them. <laughs> they just they, share it. Hey, give me the eyes for a second. <laughs> so, okay. So they end up on Cersei's island. Yeah. So anyway, they go into Cersei's house and she turns the men into pigs. And uh, Odysseus is like, I got this. So he goes to Cersei's house and Hermes stops him on the way and says, look, the only way you're getting out of this alive is if you sleep with Cersei, you have to pretend you're going to kill her and then bed her and then she'll turn your men back into men and you can go he says basically if you try to kill her she's gonna be very attracted to you i'm sure odysseus did that reluctantly based on his previous behavior yeah he was like cheating on my wife again (laughs) how could i so but first he has to make her swear an oath that she's not gonna chop off his manhood yeah and she's like wow nice catch i was going to which is funny. She's like, what? You are going to kill me? Let's sleep together. And then he says, not so fast. What if I'm naked and then you chop off my penis? And she's like, oh, you got me. Okay, all right. <laughs> what a weird scene. But so they stay at her house for a very long time. And then he asks her if she'll help them out. And she says, sure, but you have to go to the underworld and talk to the dead prophet Tiresias who can tell you what to do yeah you have to sacrifice a ram to him um and spill out all the ram's blood also one of his men just falls like that's my favorite part okay I won't talk about it then go ahead so they're in Cersei's house and she gives him all these long instructions they've been there for like a year like go to Hades do this um all right so we're getting ready to go everything was fine but then the youngest one elpinor was his name not very brave in war nor very smart so he was a coward and he was stupid (laughs) oh man but somehow he had made it through all the other adventures yeah like come on man this dude stuck with you through the cyclops oh it's elpinor (laughs) it was elpinor elpinor that sounds like a mexican restaurant i don't want to go to the one. <laughs> All right. So he wasn't very brave and he wasn't very smart. And he was drunk in Circe's house. Um, he heard the noise and bustle, the movements of his friends. He jumped up quickly, forgetting to climb down the lofty ladder. He <laughs> fell crashing down headlong from the roof and broke his neck right at the spine. 
his spirit went down to Hades. <laughs> That's it. That's this guy. Do you think he's anyone's favorite character? He's Jackie's favorite. Yeah, I just love how they're like, this dumbass was drunk and he just fell down and went to hell. Do you like him more or less now that you know his name is Elpinor instead of Elpinor? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Elpinor. Anyway, so that's the end of um, book 10. That guy goes to Hades. But there's a point to that, right? Like he, Odysseus meets him in There's in the sort underworld. of a point. Not really. Yeah, but there's no, like, there's no reason that that needed to happen. <laughs> he just wanted to, I guess he wanted to keep talking. Rachel, would you like to do book 11, The Dead? Sure. Okay. So they go on this little trip and Odysseus sacrifices a ram and... <laughs> fills a ditch with blood and then all the spirits of the dead appear elpiner shows up and he says hey can you go back to circe's house and give me a proper burial and they say yeah sure that's that's totally fine and then odysseus is that's it that's the that's the only time he shows yeah he we meet him while he's dying from stupidity and then he says can you bury my body and that's his story (laughs) why didn't they do it the first time I don't know. I I don't know why they just left his body. We had there. to get on the road, Elpinor. <laughs> Isn't it like standard practice to to do the burial right? Yeah, especially if he's in your crew. I thought it was like in the Iliad. That's kind of a big deal. Okay, so Odysseus's mother Anticleia shows up, and he says, "Hang on a second. I need to talk to Tiresias first. And Tiresias tells him, "Okay, you're gonna have a lot of problems." Yeah, Tiresias says. I think Poseidon will not cease to feel incensed because you blinded his dear son. Which he clearly doesn't care about him that much. I mean, he could have made him not blind, right? (laughs) Yeah. Really? But Tiresias keeps saying, all you have to do is control your urges. All you have to do is control your men and control your urges and don't hurt the fucking cows on the island of the sun god. Yes. Where is that? We don't know. It doesn't matter right now. You're going to go to the island of the sun god. Do not hurt the cows. It says, leave those cows alone and it will all be okay. So Theo, what do you think is going to happen to the cows? <laughs> do you think the cows will be fine? I think Odysseus's hubris is going to get the best of him. He's not going to be able to control his urges or his men. Ugh. Wow, you know him so well. We've done a good job explaining him to you. <laughs> he doesn't say it in a riddle. It's just, he just says it and then they fail. To no, he's straight up is like, wait, Jackie, read it to him. But yeah, it's not, it's not a riddle at all. It's very clear that he needs to leave the cows alone. The line says, but if you hurt those cows, I see disaster for your ship and for your men. That's it. If you hurt those <laughs> cows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So Odysseus goes back. He talks to his mom and his mom's like, what are you doing here? Have you seen your wife? And he says, no, I'm on my way back. And the mom says, she's doing okay, she's miserable, but so far she hasn't married anyone else. And Odysseus says, Ma, what happened to you? Did you get sick? And she's like, no, I died because I missed you so much. She says, it was missing you, Odysseus, my sunshine, your sharp mind and your kind heart. That took sweet life from me. Well, his mind doesn't seem all that sharp, given all the stuff he's done. I don't know. I mean, compare him to Elpiner's mind. (laughs) Like Elpiner, <laughs> on the other hand. Yeah, so she, his mother also says, oh, and you remember your dad? Um, he doesn't come into town. He sleeps outside um, in the summer, and then in the winter, he lies in the ashes with the slaves. Ashes? <laughs> That's your question, not slaves. But why, why is anyone <laughs> lying in ashes? It's warmer. I mean, haven't you ever had to lie in ashes? 
Uh-oh, your privilege is showing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyway, Odysseus, he talks to a bunch of dead, famous, mythical women, but it doesn't really matter. It takes a million years. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, and then he stops telling the story, and Alcinous, the king of Phaeacia, is like, no, no, please, tell us more. Who else do you talk to? And then Odysseus says... King Alcinous, there is a time for many tales, but also a time for sleep. But let me tell you a whole bunch more. But this is still the time for tales. (laughs) And then he continues for like a thousand more pages. Yeah, so he meets Agamemnon, who was kind of a buddy of his, who got killed by the guy who usurped his throne and married his wife. And then Agamemnon has a very important piece of advice for Odysseus, which is... So listen to my tale about how my wife cheated on me and murdered me. (laughs) The lesson is... So you must never treat your wife too well. And Odysseus is just like, check. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Cheated on her a whole bunch. I would be much more likely to usurp my spouse's throne and get with someone else if he treated me badly than if he treated me very well. I just have to say, personally. I don't know about you guys. Well, look, it. we have proof. Agamemnon treated his wife well, got killed. Don't treat your wife well, maybe he won't get killed. Maybe. <laughs> It's clear causation. I don't know if he treated his wife well. We don't see any proof that he did. <laughs> okay, he talks to, yeah, he also talks to Achilles. He talks to Ajax, and he just talks to a bunch more people, and then... Well, no, no, he he Achil- he does not, Ajax refuses to talk to him because Odysseus kept Achilles' armor after his death, and Ajax wanted it. I We get the impression that he kind of stole it. Okay, so Odysseus sees some more heroes, he sees the torments of the dead, he talks to Heracles, then he goes back to his ship. This sounds like a star-studded chapter. It is. Oh, oh yeah, it's basically, he's just dropping names. Name dropping left and right, yeah. He says, like, I could, I could spend a whole year naming all the famous people I saw. <laughs> okay, chapter 12, difficult choices. He's still telling the story to the Phaeacians. Um, so this, this I think is probably one of the most action-packed chapters, and he really packs a lot in here. Before the action, uh, just in case people are wondering, they do hold a funeral for El Pinor. El Pinor, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Does it involve some sort of sacrifice or something? You'd probably give him the coins, right? Put some coins on his eyeballs? No, I don't see any sacrifice here. Yeah, I don't know if they explain what they do or if it's just like, so they went back and did the stuff. So why is it why is it coins on the eyes? To pay the ferryman. But when I get on the bus, I don't like take coins out of my eyes and hand them to the bus driver, you know? Yeah, I guess, yeah, they're normally in your pockets. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the eye thing, is, I'm sure the eye thing is just to weight down the eyelids so they don't open up during the oh, funeral i see because you don't want them to see you having their funeral yeah that would be so embarrassing so they they weep and they cry a whole lot which is funny because like they didn't even want to give him a funeral until he literally asked them to explicitly <laughs> yeah and we've never heard about him before so like i doesn't it doesn't affect me at all his death you know really Wow, ice cold. I, I didn't hear anything about him until he was already dead. Um, so they go back to Circe's house, and Circe goes, that is so amazing. You guys went to Hades. You died twice. What? Like, she didn't tell them to go there. I know. There. She like, she did. shocked that the thing happened, that she gave them detailed instructions on how to achieve it. <laughs> so I'm going to summarize this. So Circe um, takes Odysseus aside and says, okay, here, I'm going to give you some instructions. 
first, you're going to reach the sirens. You can't listen to them because then everybody's going to want to go with them and you're not going to get home. So you need to... This is the part Theo knows. Honey in the ears. No honey. Wax. She says you need to put wax in your ears and you need to tell your men. So is this sort of the mythical origin of earwax? Uh, yeah, no, humans didn't have any. Ever since that day, humans had earwax. But, so she says, like, don't listen to them, put wax in your ears, but if you simply must listen to them, tell your men to tie you up, and then if you ask them to untie you, they need to tie you tighter. So she knew what kind of person Odysseus was, clearly, like, very well from their year they spent together. <laughs> She's like, don't do this, but if you have to do this, do this other thing too. He was with her for a year? Mm-hmm. Wow. So the men were pigs for a year. No. He was like, look, if I'm going to sleep with you, at the very least, you need to turn my men back from pigs into humans. And she's like, oh, oh, okay, sure. Okay, but they were at least just waiting around on the island for a year. Yeah, they were just hanging out while he's hooking up with this witch. <laughs> she just couldn't get enough of his El Panor, if you know what I mean. Oh, that was Whoa. good. <laughs> Can we get another read of that? Try it again. Say it, El Piner. <laughs> she couldn't get enough of his El Piner, if you know what I mean. All right, sticking with that one. Leave them all in. Leave them all in. <laughs> Please don't leave them all in. <laughs> uh, but you can dub yourselves in saying, Jackie, stop. Jackie, stop. And then I just keep saying it. <laughs> uh, okay, so she tells him basically... Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Jackie. You're going to have two choices. Yeah, they're yeah, both she bad. says you're going to have two choices. Yeah, when I read the first choice, I was like, well, the second choice has got to be better than this. But I don't know, man. No, they're both bad. I'll play a listener game. Which would you rather do? Would you rather um, sail your ship through... The two rocks where um, there's a murky cave and um, there's... Rachel, I'm not good at this part. I don't really understand what the first choice is because they choose the second. (laughs) Like, like I read it and I was like, that sounds horrible, but I couldn't truly explain what it was. Okay. I'll explain the second okay, wait, choice. Wait, wait, wait. You go okay. first. What, what's the page? I, I need to the second up. choice is way easier. No, wait, let me, where's... <laughs> All right, audience. Have you made your decision? <laughs> Do you want the one that's too confusing to 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 speak of? <laughs> or the second one, which you haven't heard yet. It's also bad. Yeah. I might share some brain cells with Elpinor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they're saying, they're saying, here's the first choice. It's so dangerous that birds can't even fly through. One time a ship was able to go there, but that's literally only because the goddess Hera kept them safe. And then there's another choice. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, it just sounded so bad. She's like, only one ship has ever made it. So I was like, okay, well then clearly not that. Like, that's not a good idea. The second one is also really bad. The second choice is to go between these two huge rocks. And on one side um, is the cave where Scylla lives. I think it's Scylla. Scylla. Scylla? That's what it says in the back. Scylla. So Scylla lives up in the cave. Skrillex. Her voice is puppy-like, but she is dangerous. She has 12 dangling legs and six long necks with a gruesome head on each. And in each face, three rows of crowded teeth pregnant with death. That's poetry. Here's the thing. I think it's better that there is a face on each neck. I'm less afraid of that than I would be if she just had dangling necks with no face. What about you? What about heads with no necks? Do you think it's scarier that she has a puppy-like voice? 
That is odd. I don't really know what that means, so I'm not, I don't even think about it. <laughs> it says she howls and barks horribly. <laughs> well, that's it right there. Howls and barks horribly. So. <laughs> well, here's what I had trouble picturing. It says three rows of teeth. Like maybe they're all molars. What would that look like? Three rows of molars. I don't know. Look, I don't think I'd be that scared of these things. Like, just visually, I don't think I'd be that scared. Of this animal, the skilla? She's not an animal. She's a person. She's not a person. She's a person. A monster is a person. Um, so anyway, that's option two is you go by skilla on one side, and she's going to snatch one man with each mouth, so that's a total of six men. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it, she says. There's nothing you can do about it. On the other side is Charybdis, which um, sucks the black water down and spurts it back up, so it's a huge whirlpool. Um, you gotta go alongside Scylla, since it's better if you lose six men than all of them. And Odysseus is like, come on, please, can I just, like, fight Scylla? Can I just, like, chop her heads off? Can I go around Charybdis? <laughs> He's like, what do you not understand about literally two choices? Yeah. Here's what I don't understand. Before, it sounded like they were, they could see Ithaca, like they were perfectly on track to get there. Yeah. And now they're needing to find another way. I don't understand. No, the geography makes no sense. <laughs> no, the winds, the winds won't cooperate with them. They had to have the special winds from the king to get blown to Ithaca, but now it won't cooperate. So you're saying the winds blew them so fast that they zipped between Scylla and Charybdis and didn't even notice? No, no, no. No, I'm saying the reason they can't go back the way they went before when they got to Ithaca is because they don't have the special wind to blow them that way. What about rowing? They have so many oars. Couldn't they just row that They're way? They're tired. They've been resting for a year. <laughs> no, it's a plot hole, okay? What do you want from me? Wow, the first plot hole. We found it. Homer forgot. Okay, I'm beginning to understand this. Do you all know that I played Scylla in a class play in high school? In a play? What? Yeah. Tell us about it. You wouldn't do her puppy like voice when I asked you to? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It was, it was in it was in ninth grade and So his voice was already puppy like. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm a big dog. How did it feel to be deathless evil? Same as it usually feels. We divided into groups and had to put on little scenes for each other, I guess, mm -hmm. because they didn't trust our class to read the whole chapter or something. So I played Skella, but I didn't know that she had a puppy-like voice at the time. So my impression of her was just... <laughs> and I would just do that and sort of like wriggle my fingers. Ooh, like a zombie. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, I think this puppy-like thing is probably an Emily Wilson translation specialty. I kind of doubt that's in other versions. So Cersei also says, leave those cows alone. This is the second person who said that. Yeah. Okay. She says, if you damage those cows, even if you manage to survive, you will return home late and humiliated, having caused the death of all your men. And then the camera cuts to Odysseus and he's like on his phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, kill the cows. Sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah, the book is called Difficult Choices. And it's like, the, what are difficult about these choices? Just don't kill the cows. Also, the other choice is like, do you want certain death or like uncertain death? Like, that's not a difficult choice. <laughs> so um, she tells him all these things. And then within the same book, he goes and does all these things. So he gets his crew together and he's like, hey, I'm going to tell you all the things that she just told me, except for the crucial part about six of you being eaten. I understand why he left that part out. If he told them they could have gone under the like 
Isn't there like an under part of the boat? Couldn't they go in there? The brig. The brig, yeah. Yeah, but that wouldn't have worked because then she would have destroyed like the whole boat. She needs to take the six men. We don't know how smart she is. Maybe she would have been like, oh, I guess there's no one on this. Oh, I guess there's just a ship. I don't think he should have kept that a secret from them. That sucks. Maybe it's just like very transactional. Like she's just like, I need to collect my fee. Where are your six men? And if he didn't offer them, then they wouldn't be able to go through. I don't know, man. Maybe. But we'll never know because he... He just didn't even tell his men. He told them, I'm going to listen to the sirens. So just go ahead and tie me up. Yeah. And he says it as though like, look, Cersei said that I need to listen to the sirens, um, <laughs> which is not what she said. She was like, she said that I need to. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have to tie me up. And then this was the the only thing I knew about the Odyssey. And I thought it was like a huge part of it, but it lasts literally one paragraph. And he's like, yeah, so we went by the sirens and um, they tied me up and then it was over. He says, they sang a song about how great I am. He didn't put anything in his ears? No, he listened. He wanted to hear. So he got tied to the mass. Why have I been saying that so much? The part about the honey in the ears? Yeah. Well, the men put the wax in their ears. Yeah, men put wax in oh, their ears. Okay. Odysseus in their own didn't ears. put anything yeah. in his ears. So what would have happened then if if they had not put wax in their ears, all they would have heard was a song about how great Odysseus is, so they wouldn't have felt tempted at all. Well, maybe each siren would have sung, like would have targeted one of them. Elpinor. No, he's dead. <laughs> Elpinor. <laughs> But if he had made it, if he wasn't so dumb and cowardly. We'd have been like, Alpinor, we love you. You're not dumb at all. Yes, yeah, stuff like that. So so he doesn't tell them about how they're going, some of them will definitely die. They go between the two dangers. And he says, while our frightened gaze was on Charybdis, Scylla snatched six men from the ship. My strongest, best fighters. Why did you put your strongest, best fighters on the deck? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Or if he had been like to the best guys, just like, oh, hey, can you guys like look over here for a second? Can you guys look less good? Yeah, like look more like Elpiner for a minute. Yeah, yeah. But so he, well, he goes into depth about how they were like screaming his name while they got chomped by Scylla. And then he talks about how hard that was for him. Yeah, that oh, that was terrible for me. They get to the island of the sun god, Helios. Um, so Charybdis does nothing? Yeah. Yeah, she, they, she wasn't a go. Oh. Wow. <laughs> well, she's just a whirlpool. Um, I'm proud I played Skilla then. The one who <laughs> ate the six best men remaining. In a puppy-like way. Mm-hmm. With my three rows of molars. So Odysseus tells his men, uh, hey, we're going to go to the Island of the Sun. We really should just steer around it because it's dreadful danger. I think he knows, like, this is really just not going to work out. They told me so many times. He's like, let's let's avoid the cows. Let's not go here. And then they were like, well, Odysseus, you might never be tired, but we are tired and you are being really rude. So we want to sleep. So let us stay on the island. So they, they get to the island and they eat and they drink and they fall asleep. And while they still have their supplies from the ship, nobody touches the cows because... Because um, they have their... Because he told them, don't touch the cows. Yeah, but he didn't really go... At, he really should have been more forceful. He just said, let us not touch the cattle or we will regret it. Yeah, he should have said, two two people have said, if you touch those cows, you'll all die. <laughs> so they get, they're stuck on the island because the wind isn't blowing, basically, right? Yeah, and then guess what Odysseus does? He conks out again, he falls asleep, and then Eurylochus, one of his men, says, hey, let's touch those cows. Let's, let's eat those cows, yeah. <laughs> touch them with our stomach acid. 
Yeah. <laughs> in our in our teeth. What he says is like we are literally starving to death. If we don't eat those cows, we're definitely going to starve. But if we kill the cows, we can sacrifice a couple of them to the gods and then when we get home, we'll sacrifice to the sun god and maybe he'll forgive us. Yeah, and he says and if they decide to wreck our ship because we ate the cows, well I'd rather just drown quickly than starve to death slowly on this island. So they're all like, that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Tough choices. Yeah, difficult choices. They chopped up the cows and ate them, and the chunks of meat on the skewers mooed at them. <laughs> they weren't mouths? They were no, just... just the dead meat. They were like, they they mooed. That's pretty bad. Okay, okay. Homer has never seen a cow before. <laughs> I heard of these things, <laughs> and they moo. I think it comes from all over their body. No, it was because they were cursed. The cows? No, the men. Imagine if whenever you're cursed, just different things moo at you. And that's how you know. <laughs> okay, so it said, I scolded each of them. It did no good. The cows were dead already. The gods sent signs. The hides began to twitch. The meat on skewers started mooing, raw and cooked. There was the sound of cattle lowing. Um, and then they banqueted on the beef for six days. At least it was six days of beef banquet. They eat the cows, and then Helios goes to Zeus. Helios, the sun god whose cows, you know, were eaten, goes to Zeus and says, Oh my god. I am pissed. They ate my cows. Yeah, he says, if you don't punish them, I'm going to go down to Hades, and the sun will no longer shine on the earth at all. And Zeus is like, whoa, 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 whoa. No need. I'll punish the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah, so he destroys their ship. Um, and then that's how, um, Odysseus ends up floating to, <laughs> Odysseus floats back to Charybdis and Scylla, actually, yeah. so you're sensing a theme here. <laughs> he floats all the way back there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Charybdis sucks down the planks, spits them back up, and he gets onto the planks, and then Scylla just doesn't see him. Oh. Yeah, I, so I guess so. <laughs> yeah, so he's just... He's yeah. just clinging to some pieces of wood, basically. He says he says that Zeus ensured that Scylla did not see him. Well, thanks, Zeus. You just destroyed my ship and put me here. I, like, I, I feel like a dramatic like return to a previous character can be really effective, right? But not when it happens immediately <laughs> every time. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you hear someone's name, you... Like, just know that you're about to hear it again in just a little bit. <laughs> but so, so that's how he drifts to Calypso's Island. Yeah, so he drifts to Calypso's Island and then he goes, and why should I tell that story again? That would be annoying. End of book 12. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the last book we're going to talk about today is called Two Tricksters. We're nearing the end of his odyssey. So now, of course, the Phaeacians are like, what a great story. Let us give you a bunch of presents. Yeah, and they give him a wonderful ship. You have a pretty good history with keeping ships intact. I'm sure you'll really <laughs> treat this present well. It's it's a magical <laughs> ship, I think. They basically give him a bunch of wine until he falls asleep. And so all that happens is they just sail him back to Ithaca and then take him off the boat, still sleeping, put him on the beach, pile up all the treasure and presents they gave him, and then just sail away again. Yeah. So they don't even wake him up and say, hey, you're home. It's <laughs> just like, plop. The problem is, when they get back, Poseidon is so furious that when the ship returns home, he destroys the ship. He wrecks it, like, in the middle of the water, and then he turns it to stone so that everyone will see it and be like, oh no, something terrible happened. We should never, ever help guests again. Lesson learned. He says he's going to cover the whole country with a mountain so that no one can go there ever again, and this is their punishment for helping him. And I think they had hinted previously, like, oh, I don't know if we should help him, 
because the gods have always hated it when we help people go home. But they help him anyway. Yeah, Poseidon doesn't like people to get safely anywhere. I don't understand what his deal is. <laughs> so Odysseus wakes up, but Athena, for whatever dumb reason, had disguised Ithaca, like filled it with fog so that he can't tell where they are. She did it so that he couldn't run to his house immediately and get killed by the suitors. But that doesn't make sense because she arrives in the guise of a young man and he says like, where am I? And she's like, you're in Ithaca. But what she could have done is just been there when he woke up and said, hey, you made it your home, but don't run home because the suitors will kill you. (laughs) He has like a couple minutes to be like, where am I? Where am I? And then she's, bam, she's there. And she says, you're in Ithaca. And in fact, she lets him like weep and cry and sob for a long time. Because he's like, no, where am I? (laughs) And she, uh, I think she just likes torturing him. Well, he says, she says like, hey, you're in Ithaca. Where are you from? And he says, oh, I'm from Crete. And then she praises his caution and capacity for deceit, expresses her love for him, and reveals the truth that he's in Ithaca. They just both, I think that's the point of this. They both love lying so much that he's like, aha, well, I'm just going to pretend I'm not from here. Yeah. Do, do you think the, the audience of, of the Odyssey approved of that? That deception was a valued trait in their society? Well, I think anything you do well is impressive, even if it's evil. Like, they don't assign value judgments. They're just like, are you good at it or not? Well, no, they did assign value judgments, just like bad ones. Like, they didn't do a good job. <laughs> I just feel like they think that prowess is all that matters. Uh, I mean, that's something they care about, I guess. But yeah, she she tells him like, hey, I have a secret plan so that you can survive. So like, don't worry, your wife hasn't cheated on you yet, but you still need to test her and make sure. This poor woman who's been weaving for 10 years, and then she says, so you go do that, and I'm gonna go get Telemachus. And Odysseus is like, wait, hold up, why did you send Telemachus away so that he could get lost at sea like me? Why would you do this? And she was like, don't worry, I did it so that he could gain glory. Yeah, and he's like, oh, great. Basically, she was like, he was just hanging out at home, being a little boy, crying, being oily, and I needed to have him go on a journey so that he could be respected. And be oily somewhere else. She also says, I didn't help you that much because I didn't want to cause conflict with my uncle Poseidon. Where is Telemachus again? He's on his way back from asking if anyone's heard of his dad. He was hanging out with Nestor the horseman. So did he achieve glory from that, do you think? (laughs) I don't see how, but apparently. (laughs) No, you get glory when you return. But why should he get glory? He just went to two different places and asked if they've seen his dad. (laughs) He made a lot of people cry. I just think it would have been better if he had done something cool, like saved somebody or helped somebody, not literally just saying, hey, have you heard what happened to my dad? Okay, can you give me some presents? He got a really good bowl, right? He got a really good bowl. The best bowl in all the land. Okay, so maybe that's what's so glorious about him. But anyway, so they hide Odysseus's treasure all around the beach, and then Athena shrivels him up. She says, I will disguise you so no human can recognize you. I will shrivel up the fine skin of your supple arms and legs, ruin your hair, and dress you up in rags so everyone will shudder seeing you. (laughs) And I will cloud your eyes to make you seem ugly. Do you think Odysseus was like, maybe like 
is there another option? Like, do we have to do this? <laughs> what if you just let me go back? He was probably like, it's been 20 years. Like, maybe they just won't recognize me. I mean, how old is he after 20 years? Is he already not shriveled enough? He's got to be in his 40s. Back then, that's probably pretty shriveled. No, he's really, he gets oiled up a lot. I mean... You, and also, you forget about the ozone layer. We used to have one. But he spends a lot of his time in salt water after his ship has been destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> He's preserved. Pruny fingers. But so she says, like, hey, go to your house, look for this particular slave who is loyal to you, hang out with him, and I'll go get Telemachus. So then she shrivels him up, and that's it. <laughs> that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> they split off we're done he made it he made it what do you think the theme is of these books is it like love friendship that's kind of a vague theme <laughs> Cun uh cunning cunning, cunning. Is the theme. it's the importance of home i'm gonna google what the theme of the odyssey is hospitality is a theme the power of cunning over strength that's one the pitfalls of temptation Divine justice. Oh, theme number one, hubris. I guess that's why I kept saying hubris over and over. I feel like that that's the only thing Theo's knows and he keeps... He loves hubris. <laughs> well, well, Google confirmed it. Do you think that was the top result because it has heard me say hubris a lot for the past hour? Into a microphone? Maybe. Okay, so here's the question. I'm kind of annoyed that like the only part of the Odyssey everybody knows about, we're done with it now. <laughs> It went by so fast and nothing happened. I know. I know. Well, that's the problem is we don't see the things happening. We hear from Odysseus that they happened. And that's infuriating. That is infuriating to me. Okay, but why did he spend 40 pages listing all the dead people he talked to, but one paragraph talking about the sirens? He didn't realize what we would find interesting for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know it was going to be a hit. I guess all the listeners would have been like, whoa, that's so cool. Like he met all these ancients. Yeah, it's just like the part that everyone knows about in the Odyssey is maybe nine books. And then the final 10 books are just him showing up and then being like, hello, let me get let me kill all these teens. So two thirds of the Odyssey should probably be fired. Yeah, Telemachus, get out of here. Wait, I thought you wanted to keep Telemachus before. Well, we liked it at first. Now it sucks. No, 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 no. That's not the conclusion. It sucks. We like it, but what we're saying we is, it. considering it as an entire work of art, they did not do a good job prioritizing the meaningful parts. So I think the chapter on the dead can be fired immediately. Shoot that the hell out of the cannon. We can't go through a book and get rid of it chapter by chapter. Well, I wouldn't get rid of the whole chapter. I would combine it with something else. Just be like, he talked to this guy. He saw his dead mom. That's a lot of pathos, you know? Him hugging his, or trying and trying to hug his dead mom and not being able to. That's touching. Yeah, and then she has to explain to him like, hey, the reason you can't physically touch me is because like I'm dead. Like everyone else here, I'm dead. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah. He's a himbo, but he's also cunning. <laughs> also, for how much he talks about, like, sleeping with goddesses and stuff, um, he never, like, gives any details about it. Like, not that I want him to, but he's just like, <laughs> yeah, and then I went to bed with <laughs> Circe. Meanwhile. Here's what I want to know. He keeps, like, meeting these women who are into him. He also meets, like, a bunch of young princesses and stuff. 
Why doesn't he ever say to the young princesses like, hey, I've got a son. Why don't you marry him? He's age appropriate and I'm sure he needs to marry someone. As a father, I do think I would be, <laughs> I would find it a little strange if someone seemed like they were attracted to me and then I just said, why not my son? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> well, okay, but if if the someone were 16 years old and they were attracted to you. Or like a, like 13 years old, probably. If you were like 50 and she was 13. I feel like I'd probably just say, no thanks. Not, check out this guy. He's a younger me. <laughs> hey, get with my son. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, if alliances are a big deal, which they are, perhaps this king should be trying to hook some of these prince eligible princesses up with his son. So if someone went to Frank and was like, Frank, you're so hot. You are looking really good. He, you don't think he would be like, check out Theo. Can I interest you in Theo? <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Consolation prize. <laughs> it's like the Netflix, like, because you liked this, like, here's this other thing. What are your predictions? How do you think it's going to end? Here's what I'm predicting. Uh, kind of like a Marvel movie. It's, there's going to be like a portal in the sky that they have to close at some point. And like, you know, all of our favorite characters from previous books are going to be coming out of the portal in the sky. And someone's going to die like really, really heartbreaking. Somebody you really didn't want to die. Elpiner, Elpiner. <laughs> Elpiner, he was the only pure soul in this whole thing. <laughs> Justice for Elpiner. <laughs> Do you want me to make like t-shirts or pins? That's okay. If anyone starts listening to our podcast and we get some subscribers, we'll make Justice for Elpiner pins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mash that subscribe button um we'll make you a t-shirt we'll make you a bumper sticker we'll bedazzle it on the butt of your pants whatever you want justice for alpiner i would wear a shirt that says alpiner for president alpiner 2024 <laughs> are we gonna fire it no we gotta keep it this is the only good part <laughs> well, okay so we're keeping this part okay good yeah we're keeping this. I would rearrange some things. Like I would make some segments bigger and some smaller. I would make us actually be present when Odysseus is going through all these famous trials as opposed to him literally just telling a man like, oh, so then this happened and this happened and here I am. But you can't deny that it makes you feel things, even if those things are sometimes anger. I feel things. I am so mad. He just keeps freaking falling asleep i just can't believe he's a hero this is why i think i could not be an ancient greek like they could not get enough of this guy and i'm over him yeah but i they couldn't get enough of his story i don't think they were like wow odysseus is the greatest i think they i think he he was understood to be a flawed character no yeah that's what emily wilson says i don't know if the greeks thought that i think they were like we love him if she wants to come on the podcast and tell us why we welcome that and in fact i might I might send her a message on Twitter and ask her to be on our podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to send her a message on Twitter and ask her to be on it? Go ahead. Yeah, tell her I worship her. Okay, I'm going to do it. Just kidding, that's weird. That's weird. Okay, I won't tell her you worship her. I'll just say, do you want to be on our podcast? Yeah, and then we'll cut this part out. All right, so maybe we should end it. <laughs> well, this has been... Episode three of Fire the Cannon. We are almost done with the Odyssey. Join us next time to wrap up Odysseus's adventure. Does he make it home? You will find out. All right, listener, remember to rate, review, and subscribe.
and tell your friends or download an episode and play it while you're doing something else. You don't even have to listen. And whatever you do, for the love of God, do not touch those cows. Leave the cows alone. And now is the segment where we thank our listener. Thanks, Nell. Thanks, Nell. Thank you, Nell.